Welcome to Straight Fire Moms Podcast. This is Melvina. Cheryl's not with us today. Uh, we are coming back uh, with the young ladies that's been here with us for the last few episodes. Uh, they've been sharing their questions and we have Keisha, who is the married one among us. And she's been answering some of those questions for us. Uh, this has been really good because we are we're single people and, and moms and we're asking these questions, but we're doing this on the behalf of all those listening too, because a lot of we're asking questions that maybe people want to ask and don't or have no one to ask. So we appreciate it. So Keisha, thank you all for being here. And we want to st- pick back up with you. I think uh, last time you had asked Lynette a question before we lost her for a moment. Yes. So, Lynette, I'm not sure how much you heard before the uh, call had dropped, so I'm just going to repeat it. So, um, you had stated that um, you wanted a man, of course, who loved God and um, that got along with your daughter. And so, my question was, since you did, you know, say you want a man who, you know, loves God, knows God, has a relationship, so he can hear from God. So, what happens if you meet a man in January, February, God confirms to both of y'all that you are each other's spouses to get married. And because he can hear from God, and you can too, God gives you a date in November, but your daughter doesn't like him. Then what? Oh, man. And that, that, that's real tough. Um, so I guess that's where my obedience and um, things of that nature are going to have to really kick in into overdrive because I'm going to have to be the tough parent at that time and set the example that, you know, when you hear a word from God, you do have to follow it. It's, because being in disobedience and not following the word that you receive from God will only lead you to a certain degree. So he's going to do what's necessary to get you back to his will anyway. So to avert all of that, then I may as well just follow along with what the plans of the Lord is in the beginning. So I have to do that, that tough parent and let her know that, yeah, this time... Mommy can't fight with you, unfortunately. I just um, ask that because I know for me, there are things that I ask God for my husband or what have you, and I didn't think about what the result of those things would be. And so just, you know, because you want someone who, you know, knows God like that, he might get a word because of that, and it may not set well with what you want and just making sure that you remain open-minded to that and give the grace that's needed so that you can do what's best for ultimately you and your daughter. Right. Well, thank you. Thank you for making me think about that a little bit. I'm going to definitely have to dig into that one a little more and check my heart on what what's the real heart condition, why um, I would be hesitant even to not follow what I know the Lord has said i would say yes to how much power does her liking someone really have over your relationship or you know your marriage to in a god-ordained relationship or marriage that's good that's good so um now Brittany, did you did you share with us um i know you talked about you kind of chimed in on uh, Patrice's, but did you share with us your three, or do you mind sharing three with us? Uh, no, ma'am, I don't mind sharing. Uh, my top three is the relationship with Christ. 
Um, everybody else does that. That's very, that is very much important. Um, if the relationship with Christ, I think that's all I can really say. And, and you know, being told, because I am uh, a little over average height of a woman, and I don't want to think more shortly, and it's not fun. Um, but to me, I mean, I don't know, but I feel like the love of Christ right there, I mean, you know, as Keisha was saying, like, caring from God and doing all those spells, those are keys that having a relationship with God, uh, that, you know, being, getting to that point where you actually, you know, come into marriage or come into a relationship with one another, that, uh, that's the growing process of you seeing the things that you got to work together and the things that you have to work out with God in and everything like that, you know? So that relationship is more the most important thing. I'm not really, I ain't gonna say I'm not picky because I am, but I feel like I, I, didn't, I never had a list um, after Christ. And I haven't dated like that. And so, like, okay, personality is great. You know, long that, yeah, I, I can deal. But that, that relationship matters because it helps to, to show me that you can go back. You can be, you can be submissive to, you can be submissive to God and I can know that's that's the mindset that I want yeah I love that part about um yeah so yeah I've always said said that you know I have no problem submitting to a man that's being a man you know if a man's submitting to Christ of course you know but thank you for that so uh, anybody else share or should I share mine now question sure so what if because like you said to Patrice um, things change, things shift. So what if you had a man who was submitted to Christ and then life happens and it puts him in a, a hole or a depression and he's no longer following God and submitted to God, but you're still required to submit to him. Um, his decision making may not be that wonderful because he's not hearing for God now because he's in his depression, his hole, whatever he has going on. And God still requires you to submit to him and follow instruction that he's bringing forth okay um and that point great question um you know still submitting to god you know still making sure that so his relationship is not at best right now you'll have to still submit to god's word and will still be able to still follow him and trust that god is going to work it out because um just because he's choosing not to i know that god's plan for us it wouldn't, he wouldn't have gave me this, this relationship and been like, yeah, it's going to be crap. You know, this is how it's going to go. We do also make our own choices. You know, we have the free will to, to do. But if I continue to trust God and hear from him, if he's saying follow his decision making, I don't really, yeah, it's going to be conversation after conversation that I'm going to have with him and God. Because uh, we're not really God, but more with him because I, I want to be sure it's like, okay, this you saying that you want to do this, I don't feel like it's the best idea. I'm just expressing my because I do want that open relationship where to be able to express how I feel if I agree. I like um, that's something that is important to me as well. I should also bring it up is that this person has not able to say how I feel, but, and even though I don't agree with that, um, let's see. Okay, well, God told me I gotta, I gotta listen, so I gotta still be in the walking and obedience walking in that obedience but even though if I don't uh this doesn't make this doesn't make me feel good just say that 
you know, this doesn't make me feel good. I don't like it, but I'm going to go with what was told to me. And that is still following you uh, and trusting that, you know, God is still going to... Uh, so it's just going to be a lot of shifting in a relationship, boy. Yeah. <laughs> when you go into the marriage, there's no guarantee that how you started out is how it's going to end up. Life happens, right? Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, I can think about a family member of mine um, that they were all they their relationship, and they still thank God have a good marriage. But um, it it could be better. Um, but life happened, and so the one so the husband had a really bad stroke. So they're a young, pretty young couple, and so things are not the same now. She's his caregiver, right? For the most part. Um, and I, I'm so I, I'm just so appreciative of their relationship how it's you know it's okay but that's a whole lot of adjustment to make a lot of changes to make a woman looks to to the man that's you know like we say you know our heroes our whatever right and then now you have to care for it but you still love that man right he still loves you but then then he's probably feeling all kind of ways because of you know maybe not being able to uh do and be everything he used to be so the whole point i'm making is life happens so when we uh, when we do marry, we have to understand that we marry forever. I didn't understand that being a young woman. I did not, right? Then I, and people teach me that. I didn't sit up in the tool. I've seen marriages in my family, but why they were still married, I didn't know. Because you know, it was so chaotic and crazy. I'm like, not me. I would. And then it goes to show. I did. The point I'm making is that we never know what's happen and there's this one scripture that says um this life would be uh full of troubles but the lord would deliver us out of them all and what i think about the out of sometimes we think about when we think about that we just go right past that scripture like i'm gonna deliver me from all this stuff no he said nothing about delivery from nothing he's an out of right so so in other words that tribulation that problem is going on he's going to deliver that within you out of your out of that trouble that you're in right so i yeah so he delivers us right in the midst of our, our mess or our process. It's not things that's going on. But um, yeah, that's really good. Um, also, I would say um, a big thing for me, well, my kids were little. So when I got married, it didn't necessarily affect, but I was like, I knew I was invested with my kids. They're my kids. So I know they're going to do what kids do and they're going to grow up and be teenagers and give me teenage problems and growth problems. And I was invested. But just having a mindset to know that Long suffering is going to happen in your marriage. Seasons come. And sometimes those seasons ain't a couple of months. It's years and years and years and years and years. And I would say like the biggest thing that I've learned has been the power of my words. Because we can get frustrated so easily and not realize and forget. How is your children's relationship with their father? Should I ask? Yeah. How is your children's relationship with their father? If it's a close relationship, if it's a business relationship, they just know who their daddy is and that's all that's going to But how, or, you know, was the relationship? I mean, if it was there and it's no longer there, that, because I have a follow-up question now. Well, I have two daughters, 14 and 8. Um, they both have two different dads. Um, I would say that my children's relationship with their dad is more so like, for my 14 year old like she does have a connection with her dad however like she's not going to her dad asking her dad any questions about absolutely nothing um 
Like I actually have to encourage her to say, hey, you have a dad, you can ask him to take you places and this and that and that and this. And that's because he's not in the household. And I don't think that he take the initiative uh, majority of the time to reach out to her as well. So that relationship, it exists, but, and it's a connection as in, oh, that's my dad. I feel for him. I hurt for him if he's hurting or something like that. But it's like, there's really no, no leadership in that is what I'm getting to. With my eight-year-old, um, she know that that's her dad comes around as well. But the same thing, like, she's not saying, mom, can I call my dad or anything like that? Like, he, he reached out to her and called her, but she, she doesn't have, like, that, how, like, young, most young girls that have their daddy um, connection, she doesn't really have that with him. And that's two different children and two different dads and and I'm not I'm not um the, the mother who is you know I feel like I'm not making it hard for them to have that relationship I'm just allowing them to be whatever type of father they want to be towards their children right I have I said I have I had three um all three of them have different relationships with their dad uh my oldest right now is 15 then I have a 13 year old and then a 12 year old so the 12 year old has no relationship with his dad he's never met his dad um and it was just due to him coming forth through a traumatic experience and then my daughter she knows her dad she's actually close to her dad's family but she's not close to her dad so like his dad, her dad's sister, and before her grandmother died, she's really close to her. But her and her dad, their relationship is kind of strained. Um, and then, which I'm gonna come back to that, and then my oldest, him and his dad are like, two peas in a pod, since he was eight. Can I go live with my dad? Can I be with my dad? I'm gonna go with my dad. Can I see my dad? Can I have my dad? I want my dad, my dad, my dad, my dad, my dad, my dad. I don't care what his daddy do. His daddy don't do no wrong, he's the most, you know, main person on this earth. He is God's blessing. His dad is a superhero. Like, he look at the dad, how child should. Like, my dad's amazing. And they're really, really close. Um, the reason I said I will come back to my daughter is because, um, Patrice, in regards to your daughters, I want to let you know that there is definitely a lot of hope because Mia, she knows her dad. She's known her dad her whole life. And they have seasons where they're kind of close and they fall out. But um, I didn't realize how close she was to my husband or how much she saw him as a dad until she said, I don't want my dad to walk me down the aisle. I want him to walk me down because he's more of a dad to me than my dad ever has been. And I love him and I appreciate him. And she told her dad that too. And um, so long lessons can vary. And you can be willing to be a dad, cool. If not, I'm not going to force you. I ain't going to chase you down. I ain't going to be one up your phone. I ain't going to be asking you for money, all this other stuff. You know you got a job. You know, you are you aren't. Be who you're going to be because eventually they're going to figure it out. And so, yeah. Okay. The follow-up question was, um, Sorry, I was trying to pinpoint because I know that the transition of having a father figure, because I grew up with my dad, I was a dad girl, and so uh, growing up with the transition from uh, my parents getting a divorce at 15, uh, my mom 
chose not ever to get married again. Um, my dad, uh, I'm pretty sure he dated, but it's not something that he came to us and was like, this is somebody I'm dating. He never put somebody around to, to for us to meet. But um, that transition of that having that, that strong relationship with one dad and then, um, you know, you having your husband and being, or, uh, you know, being, letting your husband also be that father figure as well. Uh-huh. And how that helps that child. Like, because having a father figure is very much important and, and, and prevalent in a child's life to see how to, you know, be, you know, become, develop. All of those things uh-huh. are very important. And us being in single parents for so long, um, and then it's crazy because I have four brothers and they're not, they're not a part of my son's life. And so, um, just having that, that shift in like being the single parent and then, uh, you know, having his dad in that situation for a minute and then he's gone. And I guess that, that was a disappointment for him. And so I don't, I already, if he's disappointed with me, that's fine because, you know, it's, it's his mom. I'm, I'm always, but bringing someone in and having that person, having that, you know, giving them, and I, I can ask Keisha, have you ever experienced your children being disappointed in a sense with your husband? Um, uh, I, yeah, I can say yes. And I'll speak about my daughter just because she has like a close relationship with him. Um, it took him a while to get to the place where he was able to fully embrace the love that she gave him because from his own biological kids, they're not very intact. They don't necessarily call him. If he invites them over, they're not necessarily answering the phone. So to him, the love of a child was really, really foreign. And my daughter is a lover and she loves hard. And so her loving him hard and not getting that love back initially really hit her heart. Partly because she was young and she didn't necessarily understand but as she's gotten older, she understands why he responds how he does. And it causes her to kind of love him more. And she, because she sees him as a dad, so like when you see someone as a parent, you give them a level of grace and understanding. And you try to understand where they make their decisions and why they make those decisions. And so, like, if she has an event and he doesn't show up, she'll have a conversation with him and tell him how he feels. And let him know, you know, disappoint me and, you know why she's constantly searching for the why behind the disappointment um to to go deeper thank you ladies so um we are going to um end but we appreciate you so much um and we'll come back uh i think you guys are going to be with me at least one more time right so all right all right thank you so uh until next time this is straight fire moms podcast um, please get, send any questions to um, either and through Messenger on the podcast or either the straightfiremoms.com. We appreciate you taking the time to listen. Hopefully this has helped someone. We know it doesn't help everyone, but it does help someone. So until next time, you guys take care.